0: What's up? This is Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmitz. Got a much, much shorter show for you today. We're just talking about a couple things related to the NFL in this upcoming weekend, and then we're going to get up out of here. So here we go. So there a couple of things over these past few days that I've really been thinking about when it comes to the NFL. So we're going to hit on these two things, and then I'm going to get up out of here. Got a really busy day today. Had a busy day yesterday. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I got two two big hitters for you here right quick. So here we go. So NFL weekend starts tomorrow. Vikings play the Colts. The Ravens play the Browns, and the Bills play the Dolphins. I think everybody... Kind of expecting for that Bills Dolphins game. Like that is the game of the night. That's probably the game of the week. Battling for a division. But let's be honest, this Bills team is going to absolutely crush the Dolphins. That game won't be close. The Vikings should crush the Colts. That game won't be close. So the best game from Saturday is going to be the Ravens and the Browns game. Okay. We've got a backup quarterback taking on a quarterback who hasn't played in two years, you know, who hadn't played in two years, you know, three weeks ago, right? And Deshaun Watson hasn't looked great in his first two starts this year. All right, here are some of his numbers. In his first two starts, Deshaun Watson is 38 for 64. That is fit. fit that's a 59% completion percentage for 407 yards. He's thrown two interceptions and only one touchdown. Look, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know. That's not great. That's not very good at all. And when you get on Twitter and you just kind of look at the reaction to those performances, people are all over him for it. I mean, just all over him maybe part of it is because people just don't like him because of what he did maybe they're just really passionate browns fans who expected him to show up and be you know their their savior right and he just hasn't been that through these first two games they're one and one they beat a really bad Houston Texans team cuz Nick Chubb ran all over them and then obviously they lost to a really good Bengals team this last week and people are all over the browns as well remember Deshaun Watson signed a 5 year Two hundred and thirty million dollar contract, fully guaranteed. He's getting every penny of that two hundred and thirty million dollars, no matter how good or how bad he plays. And here's the thing, though, it's not that big of a deal. It's not okay. It's not that big of a deal that Deshaun Watson has showed up and has played not very well. I wouldn't even say he's been bad. He just hasn't looked like Deshaun Watson of old. Like he, he just doesn't. And I, for me, like, it's it's expected, or it should be expected, okay? Like, why are we expecting a guy who hasn't played football in two years to come in and play the hardest position on the field at the highest level? Like, I understand that that's, like, the bar for him, and that's where we expect Deshaun Watson to play at because before he left, you know, before he sat out for the whole year with the Texans and then all the massage stuff happened, like, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So that's what we expect from him, which is fair and warranted, when he's in rhythm. Okay? And for me, this is just the Ben Simmons story all over again. Okay? Like, let's let's look at Ben Simmons and Sean Watson. Let's put them side by side. Okay? Both guys didn't play their respective sports for between a year and a half and two years. Okay? Now, let's look at Ben Simmons. When Ben Simmons came back this year, he sucked. No other way to put it. He was absolutely terrible. Okay? <laughs> I mean, he didn't score. He, he didn't have a double-digit scoring outing until mid-November. Okay? Mid-November. November 15th. Okay? They played the Kings. He scored 11 points. And the only reason why he scored 11 points is because the game went into overtime. Okay? He's been so bad to start the season. And everybody was talking about the Nets and how they traded James Harden for him. And how it was a bad trade. And how Ben Simmons is done. And just these overreactions everywhere. Like, that's, that's all that we saw. Where people overreacting to Ben Simmons not playing very well. Okay? And then after November 15th, almost a month into the season, he started to look better. Okay? Here are some of his games. Here's actually every game, except for two, that he has played since November 15th. Uh, 22 points... 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Next game, 11 points, 7 rebounds, 11 assists. Next game, 14 points, 6 assists. Next game, 20 points, 6 assists. Next game, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, only scored 2 points, but he only took 3 shots. Next game, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. In every game since November 15th, except for 2, Ben Simmons has shot over 50% from the floor. Okay, It takes time to find your rhythm. Okay, like, like we need to remember that these guys aren't just like showing up at their local gym, like playing pickup football or playing pickup basketball against your like average run of the mill, you know, late twenty year old guys. Like, that's not what they're doing. Okay, they're showing up playing against other professionals. Okay, and understand that, like, there is a warrant to, like, yes, we're paying you all this money, we expect you to perform at a high level. But let me ask you a question: If you took a year and a half to 2 years off of whatever you do for a living. Okay? Whether you work in construction, whether you're a teacher, whether, you know, you do a podcast, whether you produce something, whether you're in marketing, whatever you do. If you took a year and a half to 2 years off and you came back, would you expect for yourself to perform at the same level that you were a year and a half to 2 years ago when you were doing it, you know, 5 days a week from 9 to 5 or whatever your schedule is? I would hope not, because that's just an unrealistic expectation that you have set for yourself. Simple as that. And I believe that we have set an unrealistic expectation for what we expect for Deshaun Watson to be, you know, the first month of his return from not playing football for two years. Like Like, before two weeks ago, the last time Deshaun Watson had played football was January 3rd of 2021. Okay, we are almost, we are a few weeks away from January 3rd of 2023. I mean... We just need to have some more realistic expectations for him. I believe that they're too high. Okay, um, yeah, like I just, I just want to like warn people, like don't don't jump off the Deshaun Watson ship before all the rust has been knocked off of it. Okay, because I'm going to tell you right now, by the end of the year, Deshaun Watson is going to have at least one game, and maybe two or three, where he looks like the Deshaun Watson of old. Okay, and look, it won't all happen at once. Okay, like, he's not going to have one game you know, where he throws for 300 yards and two touchdowns and runs for another 45, okay? And then all of a sudden, every game from that point on is going to be like that. Like, it's it's just, that isn't how it works, okay? So he's going to have, like, one game like that. Maybe it's this week against the Ravens. We all know how not very good that secondary is right like maybe it's this week right he comes out he throws for you know 317 yards two touchdowns runs for another 60 yards and has a rushing touchdown and then you know the following week I don't even know how they play he goes out and he you know throws three interceptions okay like that's very possible it takes guys time to find their rhythm okay and at this point like if you're the Browns What might be the best thing for you is the fact that you're not going to make the playoffs. Because now you can say, you know what, Deshaun Watson? Like, you're going to throw the ball 50 times a game for the rest of the year because the more reps you get, the sooner you're going to get back to your normal form. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's what Kevin Stefanski and these guys do. Maybe part of that, too, is like trying to keep Nick Chubb, arguably the best running back in the league, from taking more unnecessary hits when you know you're not going to make the playoffs. Just something to think about. Moving on, we're going to talk about... A team that is very quickly becoming one of my favorite teams to watch. And then we're going to get out of here. We're talking about the Detroit Lions. What happened to the Detroit Lions? Okay, they started 1-6. They were hands down the worst team in the NFL. They were the worst team in the NFL. They were awful. Terrible. Okay, couldn't stop a nosebleed outside of the Seahawks game early. They, they didn't score a ton of points. I mean, what has happened to this Dan Campbell kneecap biting football team? What has happened? Okay, they started one and six, like I said. Since then, they're five and one. They are six and seven right now, and have a legit chance to make the playoffs. Okay, they have four games left that they could easily win out. They could finish the year. They could finish the year ten and seven after starting one and six. That's pretty incredible. Okay, here are the four games that they have left. They play the Jets this week on the road, which they're one and a half point dogs in that one. They play the Panthers, Bears, and Packers. Panthers, Bears, and Packers, they should win all three of those. They they could very easily win all three of those. The question is, are they going to beat the Jets this week? I believe that they will. I'll tell you that right now. But so what's what's happened? What has been the turnaround? What are what is the series of events that have happened in order for the Lions to go from one and six to five and one? First, Jared Goff has played very, very well. Okay. Like, I think that people have this misconception of Jared Goff because of everything that happened in Los Angeles with the Rams trading him and things like that. Jared Goff's a good quarterback. He is. He's just not the quarterback you want on your Super Bowl team. We saw that when he played against the Patriots in the Super Bowl and only managed to put up three points. Okay. Like, simple as that. Like, he's just not the guy that you want to quarterback what you believe is a Super Bowl-level team, okay? He's played well this year, right? Uh, He's completing 65% of his throws. He's tied for fifth in touchdown passes with 22. And he's not turning the ball over, okay? Like, that's really important. Ben Johnson has been awesome this year. If you don't know who Ben Johnson is, he's the offensive coordinator that the Lions hired that people absolutely ripped Dan Campbell for. They could not believe that they were elevating a tight end coach. From tight end coach... To offense coordinator, because usually you elevate your quarterback's coach. Dan Campbell's like, no. Former tight end coach myself, Ben Johnson, he knows what's up. Come on, Ben. You're the new OC. Ben Johnson, he's been awesome this year. Okay? The Lions offense leads the league in red zone touchdown percentage at 75%. You heard that correctly. The Jared Goff-led offense of the Detroit Lions scores more touchdowns in the red zone than the Eagles. They score more touchdowns in the red zone than the Chiefs. They score more touchdowns in the red zone than the Dolphins. They score more touchdowns in the red zone than any other team in the NFL, which is very impressive. They score 75% of the time. They're putting the ball in the end zone, Okay, which speaks to the offensive line. It speaks to Jamal Williams um, and just their ability to run the ball. It speaks to Jared Goff and just how good he has been this year. Okay, And they're fifth in points per game. The average of the entire year. This is also a team who got shut out by the Patriots. Imagine if they had scored 21 points in that game. That's not like out of the question. Like they would be even higher. Okay. Like it is the offense has been fine this year. Okay. They've been scoring points for most of the year. The defense, though, the defense is what has stepped up. Specifically, their pass defense. Okay. So here's basically what happened. They're one and six. The defense is not performing very well, especially the secondary. So they say, hey, Aubrey Pleasant, you're fired. Aubrey Pleasant was their defensive backs coach. So, they, so that person gets fired. And then they make some rotational adjustments, starting with undrafted, undrafted cornerback Jerry Jacobs out of the University of Arkansas. Go Hogs. They start playing him more. Okay, because he had kind of shown some flashes, and they're like, you know what? The pass defense sucks anyway. Jerry Jacobs, you've looked good. Let's just throw you out there. Let's see, you know, let's see if it sticks. Let's throw this at the wall. Let's see if it sticks. And it does. He's been starting ever since. He's playing extremely well. On top of that, they then take rookie defensive end, not Aiden Hutchinson, not the number two overall pick who's played pretty well this year. Rookie defensive end. Josh Pascal. Hey man, you're also gonna start alongside Jerry Jacobs. We're we're gonna make some adjustments here. They've done those two things. They've made some adjustments with their scheme. Aiden Hutchinson's hand isn't in the dirt as much. It's just some like different schematic things that I don't really want to bore you to death with. And it's just it's been really impressive. So here are their numbers from before Halloween versus after Halloween. Halloween. Okay. So before Halloween, they were giving up 35 points per game. That was ranked last in the NFL. They were giving up 25 first downs per game. That ranks last in the NFL. They were giving up 155 rushing yards per game. That was ranked 30th in the NFL. They were giving up 5.14 yards per carry. That was ranked 30th in the NFL. They were giving up 8 and a quarter yards per pass attempt allowed, which which ranked last in the NFL. They were giving up touchdowns on defense when the other team got into the red zone 73% of the time that ranked last in the NFL. They were giving up first downs on third down. It was the worst third down defense in the NFL. They were giving up a first down on third downs half the time, ranked last in the NFL. And they were giving up 266 yards per game passing, which ranked last in the NFL. And finally, they only had six takeaways which was second to last in the NFL. Now here are where they rank compared to other teams on this on, over these last six games. So in their five and one stretch, here's where they rank. Points per game allowed, they ranked 11th, only giving up 20. Okay, that's a 15 point improvement. First downs, they're only giving up 21 first downs a game now, which ranks 24th in the NFL. Yards per carry, only giving up 3.8, which is tied for the third best in the NFL. And then average yards per attempt when it comes to throwing is just under 7, which is tied for 21st. Passing yards per game is still high, you know, at at 259.8, which is 30th in the NFL. Rushing yards per game has dropped down tremendously, only at 122 now, which ranks 19th in the NFL. And then third down conversion rate has gone from 50% to 45%, which is 29th in the NFL. Improvement everywhere, right? Even if the ranking isn't great, Improvement, that's what you need, okay? When you have an offense like this that continuously puts up points, your, de- your defense doesn't have to be great. It just needs to be average. And they're only giving up 20 points per game. That's the biggest improvement. Because the red zone defense has improved a ton. Going up from giving a touchdown in the red zone 73% of the time to only 55% of the time, which ranks 16th in the NFL. On top of that, they've taken the ball away 11 times in the last six games. Okay? That's just under two times a game. That is first in the NFL over these last six weeks. Okay, like they have improved so much at forcing turnovers and keeping teams out of the end zone. That's that's why they're winning games now. Okay, they're also doing a better job of getting off the field on third down. Right? Like if you want to win games in the NFL, you need to have an offense who can score a lot of points. You need to have a defense who gets off the field on third down, and a defense that gives up field goals, not touchdowns. If you have those three things. You can win a lot of games. And the Lions are proving that because that, that's what they have right now. They have an offense that can score a lot of points, okay? And then they have a defense that's doing a better job at getting off the field on third down. But the red zone defense is much improved. They're holding teams to field goals and not giving up touchdowns. And all of a sudden, they're 5-1 and one in their last six with a legit chance to make the playoffs after starting 1-6 and six on the season. It is just an absolutely miraculous turnaround. And I'm pulling for him, okay? I really like Dan Campbell. Um... The opening press conference he had when he was first hired was a little concerning. You know, He sounded like a a WWE wrestler, but man, he's he's done a really good job with that team, with that unit. That team plays really hard for him, which is, in my opinion, the most important part of coaching on any level. If you have guys who don't want to play for you, you can be the greatest X's and O's coach ever. You're not going to win very many games because you're not going to get the effort that you need out of your guys to go out there and win. So that's going to do it here shooting the schmidt thank you for sticking you know along for the show uh, i know it's a little bit shorter than normal but hopefully you enjoyed it hopefully you'll like subscribe rate do all those different types of things i'm gonna be i'm gonna be back on tuesday with another show for you hoping to have my guy cam on to talk you know college football and things like that you know the college football playoffs are quickly approaching nfl playoffs are quickly approaching just a lot going on in the sports world. The NBA is really kind of starting to pick up, too. So that's going to do it here. Shooting the Schmidt, thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you again on Tuesday.